Hello, listeners. Welcome to a, another edition of Memorial Monday on the Ashes to Awesome podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Flange, and joining me in studio today for a first video episode of Memorial Monday is Noreen D'Onofrio. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Mm-hmm. Yay! Yep. Okay, cool. Yay! Okay. Uh, Noreen has quite a story. Uh, her daughter, Crystal. Um, you know, and I'm not going to try and, and get into it. I'm going to let you tell the story, and we'll go from there. Perhaps I'll jump in now and again. So, welcome to the show, Noreen. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Um, wow, I ran across Chris kind of by accident, and I'm really glad that I did because I think we um, are doing a lot of great things by sharing stuff like this. My uh, my daughter, Crystal, passed away at 34 years old from a heroin. Actually, heroin and meth were found in her system. Um, Crystal was an absolutely beautiful light. She was just a a, a precious child and um, an adult. And uh, she just had the personality that, that was magnetic to others, had a laugh that was contagious, a heart that was as big as the moon. She just uh, was an absolutely beautiful human being inside and out. That's a photo of her in the background. I don't know if you could see it, but for the ones that can see. Um, Crystal grew up very fast. I was a single parent for eight years, and she grew up very fast. And um, I ended up marrying, when she was eight, a gentleman who adopted her and loved her, and he was in recovery. He had 20 years clean and sober, and um, which helped us in the future because in Crystal's high school years, she started dabbling, mostly with alcohol, and then Xanax, weed. We got her into recovery because my Frank believed in the 12-step program, and we got her into meetings. We did meetings together, all three of us, and Crystal got eight years clean and sober. And she met a beautiful man, got pregnant with twins, and had a beautiful life for about eight years. Then um, at the birth of her son, One of her twins, her daughter, Angelica, passed away at birth, and that was very difficult on Crystal, and she really didn't have time to mourn the loss of Angelica because Nino was still in the NICU, and uh, he weighed less than two and a half pounds, And, uh, and Crystal was at the hospital every day with this baby just, you know, just for support and going through everything they had to go through. Well, meanwhile, uh, you know, Nino comes out of the hospital and he, he, he's touch and go, but he does well. And he's grown up to be a beautiful young man, healthy in every aspect of the word. But when he was five, my husband was diagnosed with lung cancer. And he is the dad that adopted Crystal and gave her his name and they adored each other. And um, just getting hit up with that cancer was pretty devastating. And um, 
we did everything we had to do to try to save him. And within two years, he passed away from lung cancer. And thank you. And then a month after he passed away, Crystal called me and says, Mom, I have a problem. And I said, okay, what is it? And she says, you're going to be so mad. And da, 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 da. And I said, Crystal, I'm not. Just tell me. She says, Mom, I have a pill problem. I'm addicted to painkillers. And I said, okay. Well, we've done this before. We'll get through it. And uh, I'll be right there, and we'll do it together. Never, ever did I imagine the roller coaster ride that we would go through. I never, ever dreamed that opioids were a demon. They are a stronghold that I believe very few get out of. And, and, and I do know that there are success stories. Um, but I, I know that there are probably more that struggle and lose their battle to the addiction. Um, yeah. So Crystal was in and out of treatment centers. She, she was in about a dozen. Um, I spent a fortune. I did everything I could. I did the Al-Anon. I, I, I enabled. I did tough love. I did church. I did meetings. I did everything, everything a mom could do. I sat outside drug dealers' houses with a baseball bat, not knowing what I was going to do, but I did. Um, I followed her around. It was chaos. It was absolute chaos. And meanwhile, she's got a son at home that she pretty much abandoned. She abandoned her husband and her son um, for the drug and the chase of the drug. It was probably the most devastating thing I'd ever been through in my entire life. It was the most devastating thing. Um, I remember going to different places to save her, if you will. <laughs> um, finding her bloody and dirty. Um, I remember going to her ex-husband's home where she had broken a window and crawled through the window and I found her laying on the inside of the home all bloody, thinking she was dead, going into a total panic. I remember times going to a hospital where she was admitted because of either abscessed or being very sick or something. And her getting into an argument with the doctor, hearing something that she didn't want to hear, yanking out the IV from her arm and taking off, leaving the hospital, and just the chaos of this disease. It, it, it's the worst thing that a parent could go through watching a child. I've literally been diagnosed with war-type PTSD, um, and that's through living active addiction. Um, I lost my beautiful daughter. She lost her battle. In 2017, the day before Thanksgiving, I've never been able to 
celebrated Thanksgiving since because I picture the beautiful dining room table and then the three officers telling me and I just but I remember before her passing my dad telling me you know Noreen if something happens to Crystal you'll have a huge hole in your heart we all will but right now living the way you're living with her She's stabbing you over and over and over with tons of holes in your heart every day. And I remember resenting him for that because it's not what I wanted to hear. Because I still didn't want to ever imagine losing her. I always thought we would beat it. And I'm uh, a woman of faith and I prayed every day that she would be a testimony for others, for God's glory, to, to share her story and help others. Um, but now I understand what my dad meant. Crystal is now free. She's free of, whew, I'm going to cry. Of all the I'm already, pains, I'm halfway there, so you might as well. <laughs> of all the pains that she had in her life, her mm-hmm. struggles, and I believe all of it, the use of self-medicating and then becoming addicted to that demon of opioids. Noreen, I want to interrupt you there. Um, we need to do a, a quick break for a commercial. Um, but before we do that, there's something I want to play for you that I think right now is, is just a great time to do this. Um, so uh, we have Kaleidoscope Wednesdays. Uh, with our therapist, he's passionate, wise, charismatic, Ryan Bathgate. It's amazing. And I, I spend a lot of time taking his content and, you know, making some short form that, and I cut one out. And as you're sitting here saying this, I'm like, I've got to play this for her. I have to. And I think you're going to appreciate this just as soon as I find it and stop making it awkward by looking for it in the middle of an episode. Uh, I think this is it. Okay. So live. And here it is. It'll say a second. So the question was, or the, the, what the episode was, was, was about relapsing. And like how it. do we stop? When I say relapse, yeah. they keep loving them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if they do it again, keep loving them. Because mm-hmm. little, I, the only thing I ever needed was somebody to believe in me. Yeah. Just for a goddamn second. Like somebody that, somebody that thought I could do it. That I could be who I wanted to be. Like one person, that's what I needed. You know, so whoa, whoa, what, instead of this, like, let's mitigate relapse, why, why, don't we just, why don't we just be that one person that believes yeah. in the face of 15, 20 relapses, 10 treatment centers? What if, what if you're that one person that's like, you know what? And, and what if it doesn't work? And they, and they still pass because of a drug poisoning. And yeah. at least yeah. you, get, you get to know two things. A, their suffering is over, and B, you did everything you could yeah. to love that person. And and when they when they left, guarantee you, the last one of the last thoughts they were at was that that person loved them. Hmm. Wow! Hey, so true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was one of the things oof. my late husband always said. Just love them. Just love them. Yep. Just love them. So, what Ryan has done for us is we call it the love bottle. 
So with, with you know, a lot of real hardcore abstinence, you know, boundary based or, you know, don't answer the phone. Don't, and, and we don't prescribe to any of that stuff. We are about the love model. 100% the show. If it, I try to stay, you know, Switzerland on all the big hot button issues. But when it comes to that one, nope. It's love model. Just love them. Just love them. So I can tell you the perceived lack of connection for me was my last three years in addiction. It does, that doesn't happen if I feel loved. I didn't. Perceived my own, I, I'm not blaming anybody for that, but that's why I stayed in addiction because I did not feel lovable. Worse, I didn't feel lovable. This is the worst part. Feeling not loved is bad. Feeling not lovable is, is the boot on the neck of somebody who is suffering an addiction. Right? So, um, and like you said, if it goes the way it goes, you know, at least at least they knew. You know, so I, I just my daughter I, knew I she was loved. Yeah, yeah, she knew she was loved. She uh, sent me beautiful cards about how she so sorry she was for disappointing me, and I would just tell her, Crystal, you're just you've got a problem. You've got a it, it's. I blamed it on the 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 opioid. They're so so addicting and. Big Pharma likes to tell you they're not, but they are. They're, they're like are, the right? number one. Are, right? Hey, guys, I'm not sure if everybody knows about our new show, Morning Cup of Kindness. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a show that I host, and it's, it's just a five-minute thing every day, Monday to Friday. Start your day off with a smile, you know, a story about some random kindness, maybe a couple stories if they're, if they're really short, right? Um, but today I decided... That if you have a nonprofit, if you have any kind of organization, a company that's got a fundraiser, anything to do with kindness in the world that you need the message to get out about, you can record a five-minute episode with a story about random kindness, and at the end, do a 30 to 60 either pre-made commercial or verbal mention of whatever it is that you're trying to promote. The caveat is, it has to be for a good cause, right? So I, I don't want you to come on and promote your 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 clothing business or your pizza restaurant. I want you to come on and, and talk about something that's bringing kindness to the world in, in, in some sort of, you know, be it a fundraiser, be it a, a nonprofit that needs a mention, whatever. It's a pretty easy uh, threshold to make, I think. I, I don't think I'm making this too difficult. So uh, get in touch with us, Podcast at gmail.com, and um, we'll make sure that we get that set up for you. So thanks for listening, guys. Back. Yeah, so we're back for the break, and... So we've just gotten to a point where we've lost Crystal. Um, yeah, tell us, how's it go from there? Where, where do you go from there? Right. Oh, I didn't know I was going to be able to go on at all. Um, a, a, a beautiful story within this sad story. After Crystal passed, I went up to our home in Georgia to mourn. I wanted to be away from everyone and just by myself and serenity and with God <laughs> and um, it snowed and it doesn't snow in Georgia that much or not enough to really stick everywhere and it did and uh, five days later snow all starts to melt and I walked outside at the third day of the snow melting to find a perfect, beautiful snow heart left in a tree. You could, it's, uh, you have websites, to go on to uh, the website, crystalsheart.org, and see it. Yeah. And that'll be in the show um, notes, I've, too, listeners, so don't worry. 
Yeah, I, I believe it was a true miracle, and Crystal letting me know that she is at peace, and that mm. she loves me, and I know there's no more suffering, mm. but the monkey that was on her back sometimes feels like it's on ours now as a parent, grieving parent that has lost a child. Conscripted soldiers in the fight of addiction. Right? That That's what you are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's warriors. We, uh... Warriors of love, I call you. Each and every one mm-hmm. of them. Right? You know, I, I've, got, I've got a whole Mother's Day episode I did. Yeah, it's just, uh, it, makes, it still makes me cry every time I, <laughs> I read it but, or listen to it. But, yeah. yeah. And I believe us moms that have lost a child, the best thing we could do with our loss, because it's a pain that never goes away. It's always there. We, you know, so many people think, well, why can't you get over it? And, 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 you know, it's so much time's gone by and, but they don't realize we wake up to this every day. We lose our child every day. We've lost their future, things that should have been, could have been all the things that people do with their families. We will never do their photos, hearing their name, doing something in their name is all we have. And many moms that have lost a child tend to find a cause that's important to them, whether it's making graphics for moms, whether it's a motorcycle run and somebody's riding a bike in uh, the name of your angel or whatever it is. There's so many beautiful nonprofits out there. Yeah, I've seen... Right. I've seen the little... And the big now, I've seen all sorts of things. Things I just, really? You did that? I, who would have thought of that, right? There's all sorts of One of our sponsors, actually, the Nate B Foundation. Um, mm-hmm. Nate's mom, uh, Tiffany, up in uh, Vancouver, Canada, raises money for people to go to Thailand and get trauma therapy at, at, at some of the trauma therapy places up there. That's what she does. Beautiful. Her, her advocacy, right? And she's, she's built quite the organization to do it, too, right? Um, and, and more than that... Um, so, so that would be kind of like your middle class people that just okay, can't afford to go to Thailand. Um, for people that are under house or unhoused, she sends them to local therapists um, with the money raised. Actually, Ryan Bathgate from our Kaleidoscope Wednesday is that therapist. So it's kind of a well, she could correlation in there. Think about Crystal's Heart Healing House now. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely something really cool, though. Yeah, and, and that's just one of. I just. And it's just a sponsor. I better throw something in about it, right? So, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. it's really great to do because if we don't do something uh, in memory of them, or or in in memory of the loss, whatever, then 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 our children's lives were in vain, and I don't believe that. They were here for a reason. My prayer was that she would always be the one to uh, help other people, but somehow that's been put in my lap. Um, I have to be an advocate. I have to share education. I have to share on the stigma. The stigma is such an ugly, ugly thing attached to addiction, people who are addicted. It's a human disease. It's a chemical imbalance in the brain. It cannot be shunned or looked down upon. These are human beings. And all the people that are embarrassed and have shame from it and all these things, 
they keep people in addiction and they keep the stigma attack attached to addiction where we have to change that we can't keep saying i mean these these are our children our mothers our brothers everyone someone is someone's child yeah like um, you say there are people that are loved and that love right and it's just yeah. uh, you know it's one of our little taglines when we're referring to these you know these yeah. souls that, that we've lost right? so, yeah. so anyway after after crystal passed it took me a while because I was angry. I was angry at God. I had so much loss in my life. And I, it took me a long time, uh, I'd say a couple of years, okay. yeah. to be able to just breathe again mm-hmm. um, without crying. And I still cry. Every day I cry a tear <laughs> I think or something. we're at our third or fourth little bout of tears since we started talking today, right? So yeah, I get you. Yeah, <laughs> it's painful and it stays with you forever. Of course it does. Um, but... I've decided to start a retreat for parents who have lost mm-hmm. children to addiction. Yeah. I believe there is no greater pain than the loss of a child. Um, no one should have to bury their child. It's not supposed to be that way. And and it's, like I said, it's with you forever. Yes. People think, you know, why can't you get over it? But we wake up every morning and our child is the first thing on our mind. And the last thing, and we think about them throughout the day. So I just want to take a quick minute and uh, let you know about a new sponsor of ours, Rosecrest Recovery Services. You might remember Rich Johnson from an episode just recently about interventions, and he was the interventionist, of course, right? So he's come on as a sponsor, and they don't just do interventions. They do family case management, treatment placement. Um, uh, treatment placement is, is a free courtesy service, and uh, reaching out is a free and completely confidential. So... Give them a shout, guys. You can reach them at 615-484-8792 or email at info at rosecrestrecoveryservices.com. Remember, they lead men and women to a life of recovery. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. People want to avoid us. They want to avoid saying the name of our child. We want that. We want to hear their name. We want to hear stories about them. Hmm. Please don't avoid an angel mom or be afraid to mention their son or daughter's name because they live for that. That's all we've got. That's um, really well said. I like that. And I think that's something that we're going to keep promoting within the show. I, I just thought uh, that was one of those profound moments just now when you said that mm-hmm. um, it's, it's never occurred to me before, but yeah. Hey, right. So that's amazing. Thank you. Continue. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the retreat in Georgia is where parents can come and be around other parents. It's usually moms, but we do have couples, dads and moms, or a, 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 a bio, uh, maybe not a biological father, but someone who raised the child and loved them. Um, and where we all get together face-to-face, we hug we cry, we share, we share beautiful stories of our, our children and some not so beautiful, but we try to remember the good. Um, and when I first came into being an angel mom, I went into some grieving groups on Facebook and they were great in the beginning, but after a while they got to be so heavy. There was so much hurt and anger and sadness that I had to get out and I started my own group called good times remembered. And it's also a grieving group 
but it's a lighthearted one. It's where we share good stories. It's where we share some education and how do you enforce that love? Enforce might be a hard word for that. How do you how do you maintain that culture within that group? Because it's so easy to go negative when you're when you're in that grief process. So so how how do the admins or how do you how do you keep that culture going the way you want it to go? Well, being a grieving group, we still do share grief and loss. We acknowledge all of our angels' birthdays and passing days. We ask questions like, what was your angel's favorite concert or first concert? Or what did they like to do? We like to share things uh, about them that bring us joy, that make us smile. Okay. And so trust you, me, you it's still a grieving group. Right? Is that, yes. That's the way yes. that you would kind of that's I don't want to say how control that narrative. It. That sounds like such a horrible thing, but guide, yeah, guide the culture. Let's put it that way. I think that's a, that's yes. a good way to say that, right? Okay. And then we share, you know, different mm. quotes and photos that, you know, bring you joy or, um, you know, give you a sense of peace. Um, some people have written books and we share their books or poems. Children have, have been artists or musicians that have passed. We share their artwork or some of their music. We share all kinds of stuff. I love it. So, I just love it. It, it, yeah. it falls into line what we were trying to do here with Memorial Mondays for so long, and that is remember the good, right? And, and bring it. The idea being, and, and I know I'm going to have a lot of first listeners. It's been a while since we put out on Memorial Monday. And so, so I'm going to interrupt you so that I can kind of explain where it comes from. Um, the goal, as I've said right from the beginning, is to raise awareness to the fact that the people we lose are so much more than a statistic or how they passed. Right? Is I feel strongly, Maureen, that if we can get everybody's, I call them the muggles, right? From the Harry Potter reference. I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. So anybody that isn't a part of the magic world is a, a muggle, right? Normal people. Well, there's so many people that have not been touched by addiction. There's so many, the norm, the normies, other shows called them. I call them the muggles. Until we can get the muggles' attention, nothing's going to change. Because that's, that's how elections are, you know, that's how policies change. That's how we need the attention of the masses. So when they stop looking at Crystal as a statistic, and now she's Noreen's daughter, that's a very powerful thing. And that's what we're sure. trying to do with the show. That's what we tried to do right from day one, right? This is Noreen's daughter. She was a mother. She, was a, you know, she liked cooking and cards, whatever. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you can attach some, some some real person to that statistic, I feel that's when things start to change. So I hope as a message you know, continues I, to grow. Right? I, I continue to say never say never. Yeah. Because there are so many moms out there that, gosh, I don't know how to say it other than have their heads in the sand mm-hmm. because they don't want to admit that their child has a problem because mm-hmm. of, I don't know, stigma, being embarrassed, yeah. shame, pride ego, whatever it is. All the things. Um, But these are human beings and it could happen to anyone. There's no prejudice. There's no no exempt. um, Be nice to that addict in recovery that might be the one helping your child. Absolutely. Pay attention, right? Pay attention. Yeah, I've shared that in our group. Yeah, yeah. it's a very powerful thing and it's so true, right? Because that's who helps each other. Right? At the end of the day, we're we're relying pretty hard on each other, right? The addicts are, so you know. Right? Yeah. And that's how that's how it works with us. I mean, the alcoholic can help the alcoholic because they know they've been there. They mm-hmm. know 
what it's like. The addict helps the addict. And that's the same thing with the angel moms. We can help each other because nobody else gets it. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the world gets it unless you have lost yeah. a child. I would think it's impossible. So, I, I've lived it now for months, and I don't think I've begun to scratch the surface right, of, of what yeah. that must feel like. So I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And so that's one reason this retreat is so powerful, because we do healing, we do groups, we do topic groups, open groups, art therapy, music therapy. Mm-hmm. Um it's just we cook together we we sit at the dining room table and eat together it becomes like a sisterhood how long is it Um, it? it's five days and um so we sit around in our pajamas at night (laughs) (laughs) and um and and it's surrounded by nature we feed the deer and watch the birds and the hummingbird it's just it's so beautiful chris i just i wish people would go onto the website crystalsheart.org no apostrophe crystalsheart.org and check it out read the testimonials as well of course right yep yeah yeah, I did. I, I read through a bunch of the testimonials. Of course, when we first met, Matt's air quotes went around that. But um, and yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think what you're doing is is absolutely fantastic. Right. So um, we need more of them. We need a lot more of them. Well, and, and I was going to ask, trying to find sponsors and donors. And, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How does it work then? If if a parent wants to go, is it is it out of pocket expense? Do you try and cover everybody's tuition? You no, I, it's tuition it's or, out of pocket expense. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do scholarship one That's mom for, for every that. retreat. Okay. Amvets, okay. Yep. we have some great sponsors. Amvets is one. So if yeah. if uh, a parent had a son or daughter who was in any of the service, as long as they weren't dishonorably discharged, they will scholarship that mom in full. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. So That's we're wonderful. constantly on our website. We have an area where it says donate, sponsor a mom. Okay. So someone could come on and sponsor a mom completely, wow. or just yeah. donate you know, 50, 100, whatever they want, and it will go towards sponsoring a mom. And we hope to grow someday to where we could have several retreats and that we could cover all of the moms for free, that the nonprofit will cover it themselves. Right, right. Um, Well, it sounds like you're certainly getting there. I I mean, uh, how long have you been at this now, the retreat? I started the first one in 21, uh, May 21. Two years. Two years. Two, Two years have changed now. Okay. Well, you've certainly come a long way with it so far. I mean, we've got more to go. I mean, oh, wonderful things. <laughs> well, this October is the will be the second one for um, twenty three. So it's really three years. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fantastic. And and how many moms is it for every? Or how many it accommodates people? twelve at a time. That's a significant amount of people. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a very large yeah. home. It's beautiful in the mountains and. So is there, um, what am I looking for here? Uh, qualifier, like a time qualifier. Somebody's, you know, how long after how long the, after? the death of their angel do you recommend that somebody becomes? Because I think that's when we first talked, question. you kind of spoke to that, right? So yeah. yeah, that's a good question. I've had moms that have lost a child, you know, 10 months ago and they want to come. Yeah. I don't mind, but I do try to explain to them most of the moms are a couple years mm-hmm. up to five six ten years yeah. um it might be a little difficult for a mom who is a new angel mom with that loss so fresh mm. to be able to absorb some of the healing that we offer because they're yeah. still in that 
fog or anger stage or yeah. disbelief yeah. stage. So I would say at least a year or more. Okay. Um, okay. But it absolutely jump starts their healing. I mean, many have said it was life changing. So wow, um, wow, it's worth going to. It's sure it, it, it does sure. change their life. So, so now this is where I got to take a minute and say to the listeners, I get it. Most of you aren't rich, but y'all work for people that are. So you can hit up your boss, your boss tell them about these things, try and get her some sponsors. Right. So that, that's the key oh, there, thank right? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're so. helping people. I mean, it's it's all mm-hmm. about service. I believe yep. service is 100 huge. Yep. Yep. Huge. I, I always say with the show, I don't want to be rich. I just want to be order pizza now and again rich. That's all. <laughs> I'll be happy either. I'm good. Right. No. <laughs> I just want to help yeah. heal hearts. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and it heals mine as well. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I hurt every day, and when I help others, it's a win-win. Yeah. Both yeah. both ways. Without a doubt. Helping others is helping mm-hmm. yourself. Every single mm-hmm. time. The amount mm-hmm. of therapy, dollars in therapy that I've saved by having this show and talking all the time with people has just been amazing. It's just, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it. it's true. Yes, yes. So I'm just looking at my, my list of questions here, full disclosure, and trying to figure out what you haven't already answered by default. What I do want to, la- what I do want to ask you. Right? <laughs> Some of them maybe you just got answered, so yeah. Um, I want to go back in time a little bit on this one. Okay. Okay. Um, so to the parents, there have some questions about what's going on in their child's life right now. So, mm-hmm. what were the warning signs or indicators that your loved one may have been struggling with substance abuse? Oh, I believe in the beginning, isolation, distance from the family. Mm-hmm. When, um, when, when traditionally, you know, they, they are very engaged. No, they're not showing up for two Sundays in a engaged, row or whatever, but right? Now, yeah. Now, yeah. not wanting much to do with the family, irritated by questions. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Staying away more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Secretive. Yeah. And then it gets into more because a lot of that stuff I overlooked because. I was ignorant to it. I didn't know. I thought, okay, she's going through teenage or whatever, you know, just, you know, mom's being too smothering or whatever. Maybe she wants her freedom. But then it got into uh, the the not answering phone calls, not returning texts or phone calls, the Mm -hmm. nodding out while talking to me, the Uh, long sleeves. I was said, I I never met a heroin or fentanyl addict that nods Mm -hmm. off. But it just took you 20 minutes to tell me you don't nod off. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, exactly. I would say, Crystal, you're nodding off right in the middle of talking to me. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't laugh, but yeah. yeah. No, yeah, a little bit of humor in these things sometimes, I guess, right? So Now, for a quick public service announcement. One of the best ways to reduce stigma is with education. If you still have questions that we haven't answered on today's show, you can learn more about Together We Can's education group at twcrecoverylife.org. Hi, everybody. This is Carl with today's public service announcement about naloxone, or, as it's more commonly known, Narcan, a medication that can help save the life of somebody experiencing an opioid overdose. Did you know that in 2021 opioids were responsible for over 7,000 deaths in Canada and 106,000 deaths in the United States? These numbers are staggering, but there is hope. Narcan is a medication that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose and help save a life. Narcan is available for free at participating pharmacies and harm reduction centers across Canada and is also available without a prescription at most pharmacies in the United States. 
Now I know most of you won't be around people using opioids, but you never know when it will be around you, and you could save the life of someone who is loved and who loves. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a surf. I hate surface level questions. That's full disclosure. They drive me nuts. But I'm going to ask this one because it is a little bit surface level, but I think it's okay. used to it. So, well, I, I don't know that it's okay for me though. That's kind of where I'm at with this. What resources or coping mechanisms have helped you deal with the grief and pain after loss of your kid? Oh gosh, my faith and yeah. other than my faith service. Service. I, so, I just so back I, to what we were talking about right now, right? Yes. If yeah. if I didn't help others, see, I've been dealt a tragedy, and if I didn't take that tragedy and use it to help others for a greater good, mm-hmm. then the whole thing is in vain. And Absolutely. like I said, I don't yeah. believe that. Mm-hmm. I I've lost one daughter, which is just devastating, traumatic, and and debilitating all those things Mm. but if her story could help another one three or four a dozen 20 uh, moms dads down the line yeah then that was her purpose that was my purpose and service is service i I have to tell you a story again i have to oh this is just two nights ago our very first memorial monday was my cousin jesse more like a sister mm-hmm. than a cousin. Your daughter to my mom, who came on and did the, the memorial episode for us. That has sparked that a phenomenon. These Memorial Mondays. I, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, they're audio only, so it's a bit of a different show. They're so powerful. And and uh, they've changed the lives of a lot of people. I know that. I take much, much pride in it. So anyway, mm-hmm. I get a message on the, on the podcast, on the Facebook page. It's this Dylan kid is like, hey, I just want to tell you, I think this podcast is absolutely amazing. You know, and like, I think I've heard my mom mention a time or two. It's like, oh, well, what's your mom oh. saying? Jesse. Dylan. Dylan. Of course, more full disclosure, you're behind the curtain stuff. You see, it says Chuck on my, on Chuck, my Chuck LaFlange is my stage name. I use Chris. Chris is my real name. Chuck LaFlange mm-hmm. is what I use when I'm on the show. So every time you've called me Chris, be a little confusing to the listeners. Oh, my listeners are, well, no, no, no. I stopped caring Chris about A-K-A. that a long time ago, right? Yeah, I, actually, it's how I sign my emails quite often. It's Chuck, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Chris, right? So that people understand. <laughs> but anyway, Dylan didn't know that he was talking to his cousin, his second cousin. And that, wow. right? He had no idea, right, that this was happening. But he hadn't heard the episode yet at all. And I got to tell Dylan that his episode, like his mom's episode, has touched the lives of tens of thousands of people. And he was so proud, right? Dylan is 15 years old right now, and he's he's doing really well considering what you know the tragedy that's been so long. Um, we lost Jesse's brother a year before that. Jesse's mm. other sister um, still in, in really active addiction to fentanyl. Um, there's been a lot of tragedy, a lot of hardship around those kids. She had five sons, and uh, um, the pride that he was able to take in that. What I, like the fact that I got to deliver that news to him. And like, man, mm-hmm. like tens of thousands of people. It has started a thing, man. Like, and he was so proud of that. It just felt so good. So you can appreciate why I wanted to throw that in right now, right? Like, was, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. gone around town. I go to care and recovery group um, at my church for people in recovery, people who deal with it, people, all kinds of things. And yeah. I've passed out our wristbands or uh, different things. Mm-hmm. And I'll go around town and I'll see somebody wear my wristband. Mm-hmm. 
And that's just so cool. And today (laughs) I had a doctor's appointment for blood work before I came to this. And the young lady at the front desk, I gave her one of the fans that has our logo. And she goes, oh, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. She goes, you've been weighing on my heart. I guess she has uh, an aunt who has lost two sons to overdose. So it is out there. Nobody wants to talk about it because of the stigma. But if we're transparent, what can we do better about the stigma? So (laughs) we have to talk about it. Yeah, we we have to talk about it. I mean, don't you remember years ago people would say, "Oh, she's the one who had breast cancer." Oh yeah, yeah. Now we have all the cures, and we have you know Mm -hmm. all these. Yeah, walks and this mm-hmm. and that. And if we talked about addiction, it it's really prevalent in a lot of lives, whether people want to admit it or not, whether mm-hmm. if it's not firsthand, maybe secondhand, a cousin or, you five. know, That's somebody. The number, the number I give it is five. Completely arbitrary. There's no science behind that. But I, mm-hmm. I say for every addict, there's five people severely affected. And countless more. Absolutely. Right? For Absolutely. sure. For sure, on average, anyway. There's five people who are suffering and are conscripted soldiers in the war against addiction. No no, no choice of it. Right? Yep. And, and then, we talk yeah. about it. We yeah. let people know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. If we share the stories, like when we go to the retreat, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of moms that can sit and talk about their kid being in prison, yep. their kid all being arrested for this or stealing from us or whatever. These aren't things that we can talk about Mm -hmm. to just anybody out in public. So it's a very cool thing to be able to talk about real life things that addiction has put in our lives. And then when you start talking to people in the real world about addiction, I have signs on my car advertising the retreat It'll spark up a conversation and somebody will say, you know, I this, I that, or my, somebody in my family where normally they wouldn't tell someone because they were embarrassed or Absolutely. the stigma. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to keep talking about it. That's yeah. the only way we're going to make change. Yeah. If nothing 100%. changes, nothing changes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Right? No, no, I agree yep. with you. In a big way there. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can pull one more out of here. And you do know... August is overdose awareness, but one to put purple balloons on their mailboxes, wear purple, color your hair purple, wear a purple ribbon, paint your nails purple, whatever. Purple is acknowledging this terrible disease. Absolutely, it is. Yes, yes. That brings us to my favorite part of the show. That's Daily Gratitudes. Today's Daily Gratitudes are brought to you by Yacha Treatment Centers in Phuket, Thailand. They are a clinic run by clinicians, not a business run by businessmen. And they know that where addiction is the smoke, trauma is the fire. Learn more at yachacenters.com. That's Y-A-T-R-A-C-E-N-T-R-E.com. And now here's your Daily Gratitudes. All right, right, so uh, what do you got for us first in our Daily Gratitudes today? Oh, goodness, I believe in gratitude lists. Um, the, the first one I would have to say, I'm grateful that I have both of my parents still, um, grateful that I had my daughter for 34 years. Um, she taught me a lot of stuff and, uh, still does every day. I'm grateful that for the people who helped me with the retreat and people like you that help get the word out. And I'm grateful that I'm able to do these retreats to help other angel moms and uh, 
hopefully help heal their hearts a little bit. And um, I'm grateful for the moms. And it, it's sad that they have to come into this terrible tribe, but I couldn't have done it without them. You know, yeah. they we, we lift each other up because nobody knows how we feel like we do. So they yeah. have helped yeah. tremendously. Huh. All right. A lot of gratitude out there. Mm. Um, well, for the final gratitude, it's also up to you, the listeners. Guys, whatever you're doing, please keep doing it. Uh, the numbers keep going up, and that's a really good thing. If you're on Spotify, drop a comment in there. If you're on Apple, rating or a, or, or a review. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, or any of the social medias, because we are everywhere. Um, please, you know, like, comment, do the things. Every time you do any one of these things, you're getting me a little bit closer to living my best life. My best life is to make a humble living, spreading the message. The message is this. If you're in active addiction right now, today could be the day. Today could be the day that you start that lifelong journey. Reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, call into detox, go to a meeting, do whatever the hell you got to do to get that journey started. Because it is so much better than the alternative. E. And if you are the loved one of somebody who is suffering an addiction right now, just taking the time to listen to our conversation, you just take one more minute out of your day and text that person. Let them know they are loved. Use the words. You are loved. That little moment of hope just might be the thing that brings it back. Spread my wings and fly